Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Russ Osgathorpe, and before we begin, I want to let you know about the great conversation I had with Morgan Jones of the All In podcast from LDS Living. She read the book, Filled with His Love, and asked me so many thoughtful questions. I was so impressed with the kinds of questions that she asked. We had a great conversation, and I think you'll enjoy listening to the interview. So, I hope you'll give the All In Podcast a listen following this episode. As always, thanks for listening today. Welcome to the podcast filled with his love, the only podcast that draws upon both religion and psychology to help you strengthen your attachment relationships. Here's your host, Dr. Russ Osgathorpe, Emeritus Professor of Instructional Psychology and Technology, author and speaker. His latest book, entitled Filled with His Love, Strengthening Our Attachment to God and to Others, is available on Amazon now. As I exit the front door of my home, I go across the street and find myself instantly hiking up a mountain. It's called Rock Canyon. On either side of the path are steep mountains, the one side with vertical rock vaulting toward the sky, the other side with scrub oak and maple covering the steep slope. During some long-lost eon, a stream cut through these mountains and made a canyon, all the way perfect for hiking. The farther I ascend on the path, the more enclosed it becomes because the trees on either side begin to meet each other above me as if they were long-lost friends. Then I begin to feel something that is quite unexplainable. The foliage that surrounds me seems to bring a calm, a connectedness, a, a closeness to God. As one of my friends said one day, I hike this trail not only because it's good exercise, this hike is good for the whole soul. Just before COVID engulfed us, my wife and I were serving a mission at BYU Hawaii. From our home in Haula, I could drive to the ocean in a few minutes. Each morning when weather conditions cooperated with us, and that was quite often in Hawaii, we swam at a nearby beach before we went to campus to teach the rest of the day. At first I thought this was a good place to swim, but not truly ideal for snorkeling. I didn't see anyone snorkeling. Then I discovered that if I swam just a few minutes away, there were hundreds of fish. With my goggles firmly in place, I would swim as close to the coral formations as possible and then dive down to look at the fish. Tropical fish have always astounded me. Their bright colors, their seemingly infinite variety of shapes, and their unique patterns of, oh, just the way they glide through the water. It's all just always captivated me. One day, while I was watching the flow of these beautiful creatures, I got quite close to the coral, and to my surprise, a turtle about two feet long emerged out of his coral home and literally looked me right in the eye. We couldn't have been more than, I would just say, like one foot away from each other. I backed off to give him room to escape, and he sped out through the turquoise water. I was surprised at his speed, how fast he got out of there. 
I learned later that in a burst, a sea turtle can move up to 22 miles per hour. And I think he was moving all of that. The experience was so overcoming, I did not know how to express it to anyone else. I saw a turtle today that didn't quite cut it. I felt like saying, I came face to face with one of God's creations today. It was more than an experience with nature. It was actually an experience, for me at least, with God. That feeling in the ocean on that day is like some of my experiences while hiking in Rock Canyon. God's creations are sacred evidence of His love for us. Why did He create mountains, or oceans, trees, or fish, or birds? All for us, His children. And why did He do it? Because He loves us. The familiar hymn says it beautifully, quote, I feel my Savior's love in all the world around me. His Spirit warms my soul in everything I see. End quote. That is exactly the way I feel, whether I'm swimming with tropical fish and a turtle or hiking in the mountains. I call it being immersed in life. We use the word immersion in many ways. Of course, baptism by immersion. We also use it for children in school who are learning Spanish when they speak Spanish all day in a certain place. It's called Spanish immersion. We also think of when people are, we see them all tensed up thinking very hard and we say they're just immersed in thought. For me, it connotes being totally surrounded. In this case, as I was talking about with the mountains and the ocean, surrounded by life. Those who study physical health have documented so many benefits from simply being outside among God's creations. Spending time outside among God's creations can boost our physical energy, improve our vision. It's interesting, right? We can see better. They did a study with children who, whose eyesight improved. It can reduce inflammation and pain for those who have problems with joint pain or whatever. Inflammation can go down when we're outside doing things in nature. It can strengthen our immune system. We all need that right now. It can enhance creativity, one of my favorite outcomes. And it can restore our mental focus. That, of course, is extremely important when we talk about relationships and being with each other. While hiking one day with one of my sons, we were commenting about how beautiful everything was, and he said, hmm, this is kind of like Japanese, you know, the Japanese say forest bathing or shinrin-yoku. I'd never heard the term before, so I read a book about it. Even those who promote forest bathing have a hard time putting the feeling one gets into words. But those who experience this immersion in life all agree that it is something we need more of in our culture. Being immersed in God's creations reminds us of His creative power and genius. If we really want to pattern ourselves after the Savior, one of the best ways we can do that is to develop our ability to create. We may not be able to create precisely as He did, but we can all create something. Why is this so important for attachment relationships? 
Because if we want to strengthen our attachment to God or to someone else, we need to imagine how that relationship will change. It's all about imagination, because creation is all about imagination. Before God created that sea turtle, or before he created Rock Canyon, he had to imagine it first. It's a little bit like an architect first develops the blueprint, and then the builders construct the new home. But relationships are not like buildings, and we don't draw up blueprints to improve them. We need divine help to strengthen a relationship. After all, God created us to be together on this earth. Not just to be together, but to live in peace with each other. That is one reason that I believe it's so important for us to embrace His creations if we want to forge a stronger bond between Him and us, and also between us and someone else. When we take time to immerse ourselves in His creations, we can draw closer to Him. And when we draw closer to Him, only then can we imagine what we need to do to draw closer to someone we love. Therapists often encourage clients to spend time immersing themselves in life because of the emotional benefits that accrue. For me, one of the most interesting applications that I have not known much about, but one of our friend's son is engaged in this, it's called equine-assisted therapy. In this type of therapy, counselors help troubled children and youth develop relationships with horses with the intent that as they learn about a horse's emotions, they will be able to gain control over their own emotions and then form healthy relationships with family members and friends. Here's a British therapist's comments about how equine-assisted therapy can help those with attachment disorder. Quote, Young people in residential care have for the most part been moved around a huge amount, some of them up to 50 times by the age of 15. Think of that. That is 50 times they have moved and been with different people who were supposed to be caring for them. I'll continue with the quote now. So a lot of them have attachment issues. And that was one of the main factors that prompted me to look into finding something like equine therapy to deal with that in an efficient and creative way. There aren't very many therapies in the UK for dealing with that, outside traditional therapy. In Europe and North America, equine therapy has become very popular in dealing with attachment disorder. So this therapist and many others like her use equine-assisted therapy to help children with attachment disorder relate to horses, kind of learning their emotional responses, etc., so that eventually they can relate better to other humans, many of whom have let them down in the past. So my point today is whatever type of attachment problems we encounter in our lives or in others, one way to overcome them is by immersing ourselves in God's creations. It's of course not the only strategy, but it is a strategy that will likely have positive effects. When our children were young and life was more hectic than it is now, there were moments when either my wife or I would lose patience and feel like saying things like that we didn't want to say. We knew that they weren't, would be, it would be better if we didn't say them. Both of us leaned on the same solution. Take a little time out. Go outside. Take a walk. 
whatever it took to find a little calm in the midst of the storm. It worked, and I believe it will work for others. Trees, mountains, turtles, and horses, these are only a few of God's creations that He has given us to help us draw closer to Him so that we could draw closer to others. My invitation to you is to find your own way to immerse yourself in life, to escape the distractions that constantly beset us so you can feel God's presence more keenly and come to a sense of peace within yourself so you can draw closer to someone you love. Thanks and we'll see you next time.